Let's just start with a common game. So then when we get to a game that isn't a common game. You mean like game. just a really kind of average No, game. a common game amongst us, I mean. Yeah, yeah a common game, like you know, checkers. like, yeah, backgammon. Yeah. Yeah. Mario. Parcheesi. That's a common, that's a common game. In the pejorative sense. Parcheesi with Mario. Marchesio. Ludo. Oh, Lu- oh, that's his brother. Lu- Luigi. <laughs> yep. <Yeah, so>, uh. <laughs> uh, Marchesio. <laughs> And Ludo. Uh, it's so. a him. It's a Marchisio. him. Ludo. <laughs> Don't you remember me? <laughs> the third Mario brother? Ludo. He's the really sort of hoity toity. Uh, he's not. He. Don't you remember Ludo me? Ludo went to college. <laughs> Don't you remember me? I am Ludo. I'm Ludo. <laughs> It's 1024 by 768, and this is XGA. This is Idle Thumbs 80. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. Oh, hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, hey guys. Oh, hi, Chris. You guys always address me oh, like hi, I Jake. just returned. Because you're, you're the last person to... Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hi there. Oh, hey. 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 Hi, Chris. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Oh, hi, Jake. Hey, I'm Sean. not participating in this. Oh, okay, oh hi, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to start hi, podcasting when you guys are ready to podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, we're ready. Right. Hi, I'm, ready. I'm ready, Jake. Oh, hi, Chris. I'm hi, trying Jake. to figure out which game I'm going to ask you about. I haven't decided. Better decide quick. Clock's ticking. Oh, hi, Chris. Hi, Jake. You want to talk about Dota? Sure. I oh, think... oh, I'm trying to decide what game we're going to talk about. I'm just let me think about <laughs> Dota 2. Anyway, I, Sean Vanneman. <laughs> I don't know what game I'm going to ask about. First off, I've taken a multi-week break. No, I'm talking I know. about it on the That's, podcast. Yeah. And you have played a whole lot more now, yeah. and I feel like you have a fully formed opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's still incredibly Let's, uninformed compared to the, anyone yeah. who knows anything about that game, but but it's fun. I've been really enjoying playing it with you guys. Do you actually like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. The th- the main thing I don't like about it is the guilt <laughs> that I'm fucking up your game. Like, honest, honestly, I like, the, I like playing it a lot. Like, the experience of it, if I didn't know how competitive that game was, like, if I went into that game just totally fresh with zero awareness of that of lords management genre or of dota or of league of legends or anything and, I, and i'd gotten the exact same introduction i had i would just be like this is just a fun multiplayer game but sometimes we lose and sometimes but now we you're win. just hyper aware that you're yeah, like oh god it's me I know, one i know that that there's just that you guys are just better than i am just already more experienced i think that's a better way of describing it like adrian is actually better <clears throat> sure than us sure. but we're just but more yeah you, you you know what much more with the game you've played it a lot more um, you 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 know you play better than I do, obviously, um, thanks to that experience. And then on top of that, though, there's all it's also compounded from the fact that I just know there's the meta layer of this game that is just this genre is just the most highly competitive, finely tuned thing ever, and people just go 
multiple layers deep deeper than they do in multiple most layers right. deep well, into the ape shit yeah you're a guy who went to the international before you became exactly. a beginner <laughs> right exactly and so when i play it i'm just like well fuck every time you say, like you know you point God, things out to me and, and i you always sound really, very patronizing i know but i don't mean I know, to, no, i'm I know. just trying to go really fast i know i know yeah. i know i understand it's so bad I but feel like bad every time he'll, I he'll like i'll do something and he's like Oh, Chris, you gotta not, you gotta not do that. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And so I'm always, I always feel like I'm letting you Chris, down, like letting my friend down personally. Um, don't cause I, <laughs> you are. Oh, we even had this conversation actually. This is, it's funny you're telling me that right now. This, oh, yeah. this is normally one of those things you would tell me like this, like when we're hanging out. Oh, yeah, he's right, setting yeah. it for an audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm shaming. I no, no, cause well, it's really funny. I hadn't actually like, put these thoughts together. I hadn't consciously until... realized why I feel bad. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was obviously wearing, aware playing the game that it's, that it's hard and that it's stressful and stuff, but like, but I hadn't actually kind of followed the train of thought. Cause I don't, what's funny is I don't really think about this game very much except when I'm playing with you guys. Like I don't, uh-huh. I don't just kind of idly think about it all the time. Oh, that must be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't like consume me just during my day or anything. And so I don't, this is like the first I've thought about it for the last week, basically, because you've been out of town. Right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but yeah, there's definitely when I'm playing, I get that strong sense of just letting you guys down. Cause it's cause I play with you yeah. and I play with Adrian from uh-huh. Valve and like, he's someone I, I know, like not, not, we're not super close friends or anything, but like he's someone I know who mm-hmm. I, is cool. Who I like, and so I feel like you guys are individual people who, it's different when we walk just, away from the game, you're like, oh, fucking Chris. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Why does this guy keep, keep joining why our game? Like, why kill? does he keep fucking doing last this? hits? Doesn't he know? <laughs> he's got to keep moving. Yeah. He's got to play support. No, um, no, it's funny. Like how you just brought up a thing that's actually a thing you're always telling. You know, that was a little, <laughs> oh, I was just, that was a little I was coded. Because I was thinking of the last thing that you said, the last, because when you said, you got to stop doing that, I was like, what was I? I went, yeah. I was digging while you were talking. Right. I was like, what did I tell Oh, it's because he's taking your last hits. You tell me that all the time when I'm near you and you're playing. I was like, Chris, taking those last hits. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, start tweeting about it. Uh, no, because it's it's funny though, because it's not anything you're actually doing wrong. It's like a behavior of the game that just happens unless you subvert it, which is why the game is crazy. Because your guy is going to start auto attacking the little creeps, right? And he's no, going to understand. Yeah, I understand it. It's so just it's a, like yeah. it's funny because I'm telling you to do something that the game is just doing. I'm telling you to make the game stop doing a thing that it's doing. Right. That by default it will. Right. Do. And and also. In any other reality of any sort of video game, there are enemies coming towards us. Yeah. You should just help eliminate them. Right. Like, that is a logic that makes sense no matter what. So whether you're doing it on purpose or you're just letting the system take over, like, the system is subverting your intent. Yeah. You're just doing a thing that you should do in a video game. Right. And yet a stranger will call you an epithet. Right. doing it it's right. horrible for doing a thing that you think is useful i'm helping to kill the guys <laughs> the guys right. they're all coming this I way they'll hurt me if i don't <laughs> so you, chris you and i have there was a quite a while especially when especially when brecken was on the cast when i think we were first kind of talking about mm-hmm. lords managing uh in its earliest days and you and i shared the the perspective of having no idea what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. with these games now that you're actually playing them, mm-hmm. what is it like? I'm trying to figure out how to. It's a stupid question, but just like, what have you actually noticed that has been incredibly surprising about Dota? Like, has there been has there been stuff now that you're actually playing it instead of just hearing Sean or Nick talk to you way too much about it that is um, that is surprising, or is it just you're now just? Is it more that you're now, from my perspective, brainwashed and speaking the exact same language <laughs> as all of the guys? No, I don't think it's surprising because 
especially with Nick, every single conversation I had with that guy about these games ever was just like, no, they're incredibly hard. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't seem that. You're just controlling one guy, right? He's like, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like Nick, Nick was always just incredibly dismissive of like of that. So I, I feel like it was always reinforced to me that these right. games are just impossible. So the things that I've learned have just been incidental. They're just they're things I wouldn't have expected, but not they're not like revelatory. They're just don't kill the guy <laughs> when Sean is supposed to kill a guy. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess that's a thing. It's also weird because I'm playing like a support role is a really I think a really great thing to play when you come to the game mm-hmm. because you're learning how to help people. So therefore you're learning what other characters need to do to be successful. Right. So you're not just sort of thinking about your character. It's like, yeah. oh, that guy needs to do this. This yeah. guy needs to be here to be good, which is really, really great. And also you're learning that in an environment that is relatively – like if you perform badly, like let's mm-hmm. say you die 20 times and you yeah. kill one guy, but you do a, you do certain support jobs well, mm-hmm. awesome. Nobody gives a crap. You know, um, it's best that they kill you as opposed to killing a carry. Right. Sure. Who's the person who's literally supposed to carry the team in the yeah. later rounds and the later minutes. Um, but playing a carry so I can be in the same lane as you sucks. It's so stressful because all I'm thinking about is out level the guy out level out level. I have to get I have to get more gold and level faster than right. everybody we're playing or you and I in our lane are going to have a really gnarly last 20 minutes of this game. It's going to be really not fun. Right. So I'm just like, I'll level the guy, I'll level the guy, I'll level the guy, which turns me into a monster. And then on my side, I'm like, I'm yeah. a fucking horrible friend. Like, I'm the worst person <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> like, this just sucks. Like, I like hit my keybind to talk. And this is where the community comes from that is so well known. <laughs> yep. I don't think it's that bad. I haven't found bad. it to be as bad. It's, no, I know. Yeah. It seems like also on the League of Legends side, they've. I don't know that much about that game, but it seems like they're trying to take active steps in the actual, like, feedback mechanisms yeah, and stuff that seems like, like decrease i think the companies who are making these games now realize how poisonous that has been in the past mm-hmm. so they're trying to address yeah it. just the history and reputation that that lord's managers have yeah i'm sure it's still bad compared to a lot of games but it's probably less bad than it yeah. once was when you sent me that i am yesterday or whatever that was about oh, yeah. and you used the term loma yeah i was like or low whatever you loma, said yeah loma, yeah and i was management yeah and in my head i went loma and like, didn't occur to me that you were just using Lord's yeah. management as well, I casually think a, a, as we I think a reader it. abbreviated it to Loma, and I thought that was brilliant. That so, is yeah. really funny. God, so that's, that's, that's really good. Yeah. Because uh, that makes it as snappy as MOBA, which is the kind of heretic term that... No, no, no. Loma is strong. Yeah. It's really, really good. But it took me a full, like, five count to look at it and go, Loma? Yeah. Loma? Like, Luma? And like, and like, the camera? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, that was a wild I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Reddit, what is this? Wait, it was what? a Reddit thread that just said I can't remember the guy's name. It was um, Voy Boy or something. Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Voy Boy, and I just got benched. And it was in the League of Legends thread on Reddit, the subreddit mm-hmm. for League of Legends. And then there was just a fifteen hundred comment discussion about the fact that he just got taken out of rotation on his pro uh, League of Legends team. And seeing that seeing the discussion was amazing to me. It was like, this is bullshit. You're one of the top you're one of the best top laners around. Like this is yeah. a nonsense call. People were like, no, I see where he's coming from. Like you've he's gotta be part yeah. of the team. Like it was just And it was I don't just know, like, what are they gonna do? The send hot shot to the top lane and let so and so jungle and then who's <laughs> gonna take the mid lane? Like what so what, you're supposed to go bottom lane? Yeah, you're gonna go the hard, yeah, you're gonna go the bottom lane. Right. And like <laughs> it was like listening to like what you what you were saying, kind of saying in your alluding to in your IM, yeah. but it was like listening to like AM sports radio. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, where they're like, oh, really? So they're going to bench Castle and put Quinn in. Really, the Chiefs think that's really going to get them into the playoffs. Like, they're going to be third in the AFC Central, for sure. For sure. 
God. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme armchair lomaing. It's yeah. It was crazy. It's exactly it's armchair lomaing. That's yeah. exactly what you would call it. Like to see the to see all these people who are <laughs> yeah. who are one. It's like armchair lords managing. <laughs> I believe the phrase is actually armchair lording. I also believe it's just lording. Uh, I think that no, it's armchair lording. I think, I think that it's someone lording. affecting the pose of a lord, but just but in a lazy boy. But yeah, God, crazy. Yeah, I mean, because it because one, the people have to be intimately familiar with the game, on, both in the sense that they they probably play it a lot, but also probably even more importantly. They watch pro matches all the time, so they see the highest levels, and right. then they have to actually know what's going on right. with the movements of these pro teams. Right. Like they have to, they know the rosters, right. and like the, I mean, that's just I, I'm I'm familiar with this through StarCraft, but it was crazy seeing it in a different setting. I feel like mm-hmm. the Lords management even more at this point than real time strategy is just inherently an esports d- directed thing. Like right. it's just it's crazy to see how quickly that stuff has just exploded on that scene it makes so much sense to me though especially coming back from the international where i look at navi which is a team that ha- of guys who are so have such like clearly strong personalities yeah you can see in just the way they interact with each other mm-hmm. you can see in their play styles and then because like pro football is i think probably a really good example um mm, basketball better five on five anyway yeah, i think so too. and everybody can do sort of the same things but like you have like your center, your guards, right. and your forwards, so they yeah. have sort of different like kind of physical profiles. Like soccer and football, in that, yeah, in that way, yeah. And they have different physical profiles and definite jobs that they should be doing. Like you know, like your center is rarely going to be out shooting threes, for instance. You know, the same way yeah. that your carry is rev- not going to be doing in X, Y, or Z. And that all that stuff makes a lot of sense to me because they're things that are sort of you can attach yourself to the strategies of the individual roles and the sort of the personalities associated with the individual roles. But the thing that's I have yet to get my brain around, even as I become a fan of, um, like a little bit of a fan of the esports stuff. Like I really right. don't watch a ton of it. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I watched a few matches right. before and after the international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, people become pro sports fans by like part of the reason people become pro sports fans is because they maybe played them casually, and now you get to a point where you're just. You can't really do it. At you that can't level. play yeah, them. You can't. Yeah. You could never. You know, it's such a right. rare yeah. ability to you play have to at that just level. Dedicate your life to that, right? And I guess uh, I mean maybe that's the answer right there. But uh, I mean, the point is, is, like, we can go play the game, you know. But I can't go play football. Like, I can't. I. It's even even if I was going to play in Golden Gate Park, I'd right. still have to get what um, twenty one other guys. Yeah. Together. But you could play in a, like I know a guy who plays in a local like rugby league, and like you can you know you can do shit like that. Yeah, but even with, I mean, pro football is a good example in the fact that like. There's just no way to do it. Like it's such not a pro. No, even like casually, like just the equipment in the That's field true. and everything sure. that you need yeah. is just so intense. Mm-hmm. Whereas that line is obviously not the same. You know, like like if if we said if, football's if we said an unusual I, example yeah. though, right? Because people play tennis, people play soccer, basketball is like, a better basketball. Example. Like yeah. pe- there are a lot of, leagues, of sports yeah. with professional leagues that people play casually easily. Football's a weird one. Yeah, but you're watching the eSport on the same device you use to play the sport, whereas I can sit at home and watch basketball as That's part true. of my life habit, but yeah. then I have to actually like completely change it to go play it. Yeah, yeah it's, whereas it's to, with, to play it's especially Dota, weird you just with, have to click on a different button. Yeah, with Dota 2, it's the most insane because you're literally, the thing. Yeah. You're, it's not even just, yeah, a computer that you would watch through YouTube or Twitch. It's just yeah. within the Dota 2 robot inside of your computer. Right. So that that is true from just a, like a, physical standpoint right mm-hmm. but what's interesting about that 
is that even after I kind of got burned out of playing StarCraft II, I still followed the pro scene for like an entire other year after that when I just did not, did not even load up the client. Oh, yeah. I can tell you right now that if I don't play another Dota match after today, I'll definitely go to the International 2013 yeah. if I can go. Yeah. yeah. I'll do anything I can. Yeah. To go for sure. You'll kill. <laughs> you can kill. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just such so a great So even though event. there's not that physical – that same physical barrier, I still, mm-hmm. I still think there is like a different frame of mind you're in. Oh no, totally, and that's the thing that's sort of fascinating to me, and I'm kind of exploring. I mean, that's it. what makes I'm, it able to work as a spectator event. Exactly, you know, and I think I'm, I don't mean to say that they're like, this shouldn't be the case because of the digital properties of the of the sport of the sport or the game, but I'm still sort of exploring it within my own psyche, my attraction to both the esports side of Dota and actually just playing of it and how they're completely different. Yeah. And that, but to anybody who isn't familiar, like to any of my friends who don't play these games or really Mm -hmm. understand them, it just looks insane. Yeah. (laughs) It just looks like what? Yeah. Yeah. But it just makes you look like an obsessive almost. Right. But I have to say like as someone who I've never really followed professional sports, Mm -hmm. it's not that different for me watching a professional sports game. Like I understand the rules of, of every it is not different at all as someone yeah. as someone who has followed gaming stuff over the years but has never been into sports but this year for some reason I'm following the San Francisco Giants cuz they're in the World Series <laughs> but I didn't follow <laughs> yeah, the 2010 yeah. yeah oh that was a good year i know yeah, yeah. uh the mentality is identical mm-hmm. it's it's fully identical but one of them is culturally a sport and one of them is a video game also one of them yeah. requires Physical prowess and whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, but, but that part's irrelevant to you because you're yeah. not going to play it anyway. Sure, like, that's just the, it, that's, no, I understand. You, the cultural divide. Yeah. Oh, were you at the international match when I don't know who was playing? Maybe we were. Maybe you were only there for Navi. So maybe it was a guy from Navi. I was who, only there for that as one. bounty hunter, a guy who can go I'm invisible. Not even know where the guy chased another guy basically from one side of the map all the way back to his well, killed him right before he got there like chasing him the whole way and then no. ran all the way out without dying no. and just kind of knew in his brain exactly how much health he had <laughs> yeah, and how yeah, many yeah. hits he would take yeah. from every tower on the way yeah. there and get out Jesus. by the skin of his teeth. Watching that, that was the one moment that was like, he's going to go all the way. Like, well, yeah, just sort of like, <laughs> yeah. like when I watched, uh, when I watched Verlander, um, uh, against the Yankees, like whatever, a week ago, uh, and I watched him throw his first pitch at like 96 miles an hour and 111 pitches later, throw a 101 mile an hour fastball, just like a freakish sort of, yeah. how does that happen in the world in which I occupy thing? I, that those two instances of just grabbing my head and yeah. shaking it, being like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is like, wow. I can't believe I'm watching this happen. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Even though I know they're completely, completely different. Right? Yeah. They share you the know? same space in your brain though. But yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly. Like the same, this is the same, that, like Frank Lance guys like that talk about all the time. Yeah. The neuron, the same neurons fire, yeah. I should say, even though like logically I can break them down to like Verlander's a once in a generation talent sure. sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. So now we've alienated 80% of our audience by talking about nothing but esports and, <laughs> and sports. Sports. <laughs> sports E and otherwise. Yeah. We're going to be done pl- talking about that. Are you going to play more though? Yeah. yeah. Whenever, whenever you guys are online, just yeah. you see me on. Just yeah, yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. You, you, I am me, but I was on oh, no, way no, out, of the, out of the airport. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you playing, you just got into this more dishonored. Yeah, I finally so I've been playing mainly still XCOM. I just I love XCOM so much. You're playing it's it so when we got to the game. office. I was. <laughs> I, mean, I, I started having a good time I watching a new game it. tonight actually, and I, I can tell you why. But I can um, 
With Cesar Chavez. Well, let me talk about XCOM first because I have kind of a little encapsulated thing and then we can get on Dishonored, yeah, yeah, yeah. which you guys have played so you can – you'll probably have stuff. But like um, – so with XCOM, it's funny. I uh, I decided to to start a, a classic Iron Man game, uh, which is a good name for a difficulty level. And <laughs> I just realized as I said it, classic Iron Man. Classic He's, Iron Man. It's a pretty – You know, man, Iron pretty, Man. You know, pretty good Iron Man. Swim 10 miles, bike 50 miles. Right? Oh, I thought this was more along the lines of like Iron Man came over to my house. Oh, like classic Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, so oh, like, oh, man, classic. I do this party. Fucking Iron Man shows up and like eats like some food that we're saving for tomorrow. And then he drinks all our tequila and he barfs. Oh, he vomits up food all over the oh, floor. Just oh, classic, classic Iron Man. Man. Yeah, classic Iron Man. Oh. So you're playing some classic Iron Man. I, I started the classic Iron Man game. And uh, and so the I don't know if you guys are like familiar with um, the difficulty levels in this game at all. but the, I know that one of them is classic Iron Man. <laughs> So there's classic, which is the harder, which is like hard, basically. Mm, classic. And then Iron Man, which is uh, doesn't let you. Uh, it auto saves every decision you make. Like every time. Oh, but you what do, if you want to play like classic Iron Man? That's what I'm describing. Okay, I'm describing the Iron Man part of classic Iron Man. Oh, I thought you said there was classic, and then there's Iron Man. I thought you were then going to say, and then there's classic Iron well, Man. The, well, there is, and it's what happens when you combine classic and Iron Man. So Iron Man is a is a toggle for any. <laughs> Sometimes for I wish this was video because Jake has slid <laughs> his hand across the top of his head in such a fashion. Sorry, you like was amazing. You're, I, yeah, everyone listening already knows this, so it's ridiculous that I'm explaining it. But the classic is just a straight up difficulty mode, and then Iron Man is a toggle that if when it's enabled, it means every single time you make any decision, right. the game auto saves and you can never load. Oh yeah, we talked about save. this last week. Okay, so that's what classic Iron Man is. So I start. So it's I started a classic Iron Man game, and. It's fucking hard. Like I'd played a bunch of uh, of normal games, or not a bunch, but I mean I'd played a couple. Um, although I've never, I have not finished the game. I haven't gotten to the end of the actual campaign yet. Uh, but I was you catch all the aliens. Well, I felt like it was. I'd gotten over the kind of over the hump in normal, and I was like, all right, this isn't like I could keep going with this, but it seems really like I feel like I've gotten it. Mm-hmm. So I decided to just step it up. You felt like the rest of the match or the rest of the game, you were just going to just, yeah, just stop kind of through, go it. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't really. And so, and I, I just had, I had two failed classic Iron Man runs where I just ate shit and I'm like, fuck, I'm just starting this again. It's going to be just a disaster to try and continue. And then on my third one, it was just, it was like touched by God. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like I just, I soared through, I only lost like three guys before I got to like the, the way the campaign works is you get, you research certain things and you you get to certain points that move the kind of overall events forward. So like you capture a particular kind of alien and like he has a thing on him that allows you – that you can research that allows you to find the alien base. Then you actually find the alien base and like assault it and, and so on and so on. And all of these steps are dependent on when you actually – do the thing in the game. Like they're not just going to happen. You like research a thing or you capture a particular category of guy. That's cool. It's, it's really, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and so I get to the alien base assault and I've been playing, I, I've been playing the whole game just incredibly tactically. Like one of the reasons I actually don't mind the cheesy as hell kind of military barks and stuff is because the way that I've been playing the game, especially on classic is just by being incredibly conservative. Like I will just, I won't advance significantly unless all my guys are in cover, are fully reloaded. Like I'll put them on overwatch so that they, you know, should take a shot at any guy who comes within range. Like then I'll move one guy up and I'll kind of test the waters. And I'm turtling. Yeah. I'm totally just, I am totally just turtling. Totally turtling. Uh, A total turtle is what I'm being in this game. And so then I will, 
and I and I got to the alien base and I just fucking wrecked it. It was ridiculous. I didn't I took like three points of damage the entire time. Like you guys haven't played this game, so you don't know. No, how, but I do have an image. I do have an image of you, Chris Remo. I do have an image of you, Chris Remo, wrecking an alien base and just yeah. walking out like smoking a cigar, yeah. stepping through <laughs> alien guts. There's these these <laughs> fucking chrysalid guys, which are crazy bug aliens that turn corpses into zombies, and like they they move incredibly far, and they'll just they can if they can get up in close combat range, they can basically take out a guy in a single hit. Like they're nuts. <laughs> I didn't I didn't take a single hit from any of them. Like it was just the most. That one round, I wish I'd been frapsing or streaming the whole thing because it was probably the most perfectly executed strategic anything I've ever done in a video game. Like it was crazy. I couldn't even believe it. Like everything, everything I just did. So yeah, at the end of it, you you were smoking a cigar in yeah. real life, but then the camera panned out and you were sitting in a fucking throne. Right. Yeah. Like just <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so then, so I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like I just took that base apart. Like this was ridiculous. It was an amazing feeling. And then I go to the next mission and it's just like a routine like extraction with just regular aliens. I get fucking destroyed. I just <laughs> – my entire – like I the – I. That's the, when the ash falls out of your cigar yeah. and then the cigar also <laughs> exactly, falls. Yeah. yeah. I, I get the uh, – I get to the, the – uh, It I've was lo- routine mission. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost two out of my six guys. I get to the hostage. The hostage eats shit. I'm like, well, fuck. They're like, just get back to the – get back to the extraction point. Just get out of there. Like you fucked it up already. So I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Three more of my guys die. I have one guy make it back to the the ship and get out of there, and they're just like, "Was it Cesar Chavez?" We didn't see this coming. Yeah, was it Cesar? <laughs> no, this was a different game. Oh, okay. So I, it was just a disaster. And so then the next mission, I have to I have to load six like fresh recruits in there because my just the up. idea, especially like, you like pacing in front of them on their going off yeah, of this mission. Like, look, I know things look bad. Look. <laughs> <laughs> God. They're all whispering to themselves, man, he, everyone thought he was gold after that base know, mission. Exactly, yeah. But what, look what happened to him. Did the alien base? Got it all into his head. Oh, my gosh. Chris's hair has just gone gray. <laughs> just- <laughs> so so I go into this next one and, like, I have a couple a couple sergeants and, like, a couple corporals, all really low level compared to my fucking dream team that just got wiped out. And, uh, and I have one guy, like, my one remaining veteran, but he's in – or like super high level veteran, but he's that guy's fully shocked. So he's training. worthless. He's in like yeah. the psychic academy, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh I'll just leave him there for now. So <laughs> uh, and so I go into this by psychic academy. You really mean like PTSD hospital? <laughs> no, you can like research psychic abilities. That's a XCOM thing. And you probably so, needed them after watching all his buddies die. Yeah, no shit. On his routine mission. And so I, then I go into I go into this next thing with my with my uh, with my six with green crew, relatively green guys. Um, none of them are like straight up rookies, but. They're all pretty low level because I haven't been properly cycling them in and out. I basically – I usually cycle my veterans and my rookies in and out. But then when I got to the the base mission, I'd never done a base assault yet. So I'm like, all right. I better bring in the big guns for this. Right. You said um, in the dream. But then you brought them into the next I mission. Know. That, that was your mistake. I know because I'm like, these guys are rad. Like time to just mop this next shit up. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> it so, was like if after killing Osama bin Laden – Barack was like, hey, would you guys just mind to sw- just, just swing by just swing by Olivia? It's a yeah, northern exactly, it's gonna be yeah. two minutes in and out. Just yep. just something we gotta take care of. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The good news is we got Bin Laden. Let's just all percolate on that for, for a while. That's anyway. So I uh so I go to the I go to my next switch, which is another it seems like a fairly routine thing. And I get to um this like large structure you often you know there's there's a lot of interior exterior stuff and like and when you um 
when you kind of spot an alien, they get a, this like free extra movement turn before anything happens. Um, which is, which I, I like for, for various reasons. Like it, it, um, anyway, so yeah, you, yeah. I was like, actually, no, no, to talk about that. Cause I, I play, I've been playing, like I played this, the, the demo yeah. and stuff like that. So and it's, I thought it's was, different yeah. than the original XCOM and the yeah, original yeah. XCOM guys can be firing at you from totally off, like just from the fog of war. Right. Yeah. I saw that in the stream. Um, but in this one, the way it works is you kind of trigger their, like when you get within a certain range of them, you kind of trigger their appearance. So, and so it's a little the less, implication is if you're not aware of them, they're not aware of you to sort of, I yeah, mean, I'm not actually sure how the AI works under the scene, but like okay. they won't act on any, if they are aware of you, they won't. How do you perceive that as like thematic? Um, I don't, it makes them a little more animalistic in this one. Uh-huh. Uh, a little less, Kind well, of especially just, if right when you see them, they get a move out of exactly, turn two, right. or it's so just they sort of, of get the, the, the yeah, the exactly. like gotcha yeah. move. Yeah, um, but different aliens also have different behaviors. Like the chrysalids will always come at you; they won't try to find cover. Where like the different aliens right. work different ways, whereas the mutons will generally try and get cover. It's, just, it's different AI behaviors. But anyway, so I uncover this, and when you open a door, you then get like full vision of what you can see right. from the in, in the interior right. and that often will trigger a guy who might have only been two feet away but you couldn't see each other because there was a closed door in of way. course so you i open this up and it's i'm just there's like six uh sectoid commanders in there which are these psychic guys who mind control your own guys and there's just like it's like a it's like a, a fucking beehive you know like when you <laughs> did you close the door again immediately afterwards for no, comedy well, timing I mean, purposes point, i know yeah. no, no. <laughs> i'm just <laughs> <crunk. But, laughs> Uh, don't look in there. Don't look in there. <laughs> so I see that I'm just, well, f- fuck. It was just a disaster. Next turn, my whole team is all just shotgunning each other. Just fucking everyone's <laughs> just running around, God. panicking. They're, like when things go wrong in this game, they go fucking wrong. That scenario <laughs> is just a bad Hollywood, like sci-fi comedy movie, but like an R-rated one apparently yeah, where the yeah. guy goes, and opens the door and there's just six guys there. Then it just <laughs> immediate jump cut. So yeah. just, oh boy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's and horrible. so that that was my second wipe of the day, and I was just I was just drained. This was like because the I had it was on Saturday morning. I think I came in on Saturday morning to play, and that was when I did the uh, when I did the um, the just golden base assault. And I'm like, oh my god, I just I'm a I'm a lord of you this game. And so city. yeah, so I closed it. I just I just quit the game. I'm like, this is crazy. So I just quit the game, and that's when I loaded up Dishonored. And I'm like, that was when I actually. Really sat down and played a bunch of Dishonored. And then the next day, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to continue that game. See, see what happens. Oh, well, that's done now. So I just quit. I just Now that game is just retired. And I started the new one on normal Iron Man. Okay. Um, because I, I feel like I need to play through an entire arc of the campaign so I can see basically what the game all has in store. And then I'll take another stab at Iron Man. I mean, classic. Classic Iron Man. Yeah. So that's who you have now with Cesar Chavez in your crew. Now Cesar Chavez is in my crew, yes. Awesome. It randomly rolled Cesar Chavez. Yes, yep. Yep. So, God, XCOM is so good, though. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's, and, it's funny because you were saying, like, I have no idea how well this game is doing. I really have no idea. But I – so we work with a guy, uh, Tully, who yeah. I don't really picture as a guy who's going to go out and dig and find games. And I walked by his desk tonight on the way out and he was playing XCOM. There's a lot of people at Double Fine playing it. Yeah, and, and, like, and I was like, how is – God, oh, it's great. I love it. This is great. Yeah. Great, great. I think it's, yeah, it's just bottled on Steam. And and I mean, I kind of, it's it's funny because he played F- FTL and really liked it, mm. you know? And he made that comparison to me really quickly. He's like, oh, yeah, I really liked FTL. Yeah. 
but FTL is also like ten or fifteen bucks, so you don't feel like. But like XCOM is a sixty dollars, fifty dollars yeah, game. You're buying, so game. it's a bigger. You know, I, yeah. I could have never imagined him spending fifty dollars because he liked FTL to play another strategy game. Right. But I think it's hitting. I mean, it feels. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's doing critically well. But mm-hmm. when guy, you know, it's just one of those like kind of bellwether guys. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like, oh, if this guy's finding this game and playing this game, yeah, there people are. You it's, know? Fu- it's funny because you, Chris, were saying. XCOM doesn't feel like it belongs in 2012, which is accurate, no. except on in the modern state of PC gaming. I feel like XCOM is more at home than it's been in decades. That's true, except that it's what's so crazy about it to me though is that it's a you know it's a fifty dollar sixty dollar game. Right. the The price point is the is the weird thing, but just yeah, the aesthetic and the mechanics feel very much where a like a good chunk of PC gaming no, is true. right There's now. There's something in the air right now. You're yeah. right that that it that does fit. Something that's something in the air is Steam. <clears throat> Wow. Kill yourself. Leave. <laughs> I had a whole other thing to say, but then you just. <laughs> right, you Jake, may remember Jake's that squeaky door from the from Idle Thumbs Ruination cast. Oh, yeah. From Idle Thumbs 35, the squeaky Whoa, Jake, door. you here? No, you're back. Oh, I. Um, sorry. <clears throat> the fiction, you were gone. I'm, I'm gone. Okay. Jake's not here. Yeah, XCOM is cool. Do you want to take a break and come back? Oh, hey, guys. What I miss? <laughs> right, awesome. We're going to come back and talk about this. Yeah, yeah, you got back just in time for the break. Oh, cool. See you guys. Bye. Video game. Yeah. Car party. There's a guy sitting behind me on the airplane last night that looked, looked exactly like Bobby Kotick. Oh, like, yeah? Was it Bobby Kotick? There's no way Bobby Kotick was riding sure. coach on JetBlue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, if he's on his own plane, he's at least in his own cabin. Yeah. It looked freakishly like Bobby Kotick. Maybe he's related. The less successful Kotick. Yeah. Well, the thing is that I was flying Final into Oakland. Ludo Kotick. So then I was like, the thing that was really shitty is I was flying into Oakland and I was like, holy fuck, it's the owner of the Oakland A's. And then I was like, <laughs> wait a second. Why would the owner of the Oakland A's be flying coach on JetBlue? Wait, you don't know what the owner of the Oakland A's looks like. Bobby wait. Kotick played that guy in that movie. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sitting in front of Bobby Kotick. Wait a second. Why would Bobby Kotick be flying <laughs> coach on JetBlue? <laughs> and then I got off the airplane. <laughs> I like I'm imagining that as, like <laughs> as if it were filmed with like overdubbed You're, internal mo- right. monologue like with just camera right shit, or is like, just Sean sort of looking slightly yeah, sweating as right. that guy gets his ginger ale from the stewardess yeah. <laughs> and then sort of fumbles to open a peanut and spills right. and you're like so, okay that's so not Bobby Kotick as if it were like in the born identity or something right and you're like yeah this important thing, <laughs> every, except the camera angles not, turning by like a sharp 15 yeah, degrees right. every time exactly yeah wait a second <laughs> You're making like the successive connections, except you just end up with zero additional right. information and nothing. <laughs> the sixty seconds clock is clearly on the soundtrack yeah. in the background. It's, like, <laughs> it's not the owner of the Oakland A's. <laughs> it's the guy from Moneyball. <laughs> that was Bobby Kotick. <laughs> Good. It's freakish. It sounds pretty freakish. Yeah, if that had ended with you just leaping out of your seat and punching him in the face <laughs> through the door, and then the two of you just go spinning out of the plane holding each other <laughs> like with only one shoot. <laughs> Fuck you for ruining Guitar Hero! <laughs> Skateboard peripheral! Are you shitting me? I run a baseball team, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know either of those things. I just look like the guy who plays the guy I treated Marco Scudero! <laughs> <laughs> But then he's just right at the end, right? He's, I am Bobby Kodak. And he pulls the chute and just leaves you to fall. It's like, 
What was that? I said Guitar Hero 4. Are you ready? <laughs> I just got out. What? <laughs> yeah, and you just see in your hand you have a business card that says Bobby Kotick. And then they turn it over and there's just a discount code for GameStop. <laughs> Call of Duty DLC. <laughs> Yeah, you had to be this. It's, it's, <laughs> Blobs 2 comes out in two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's the zombie mod for Blobs time 2. You to process it before you just fucking splat on the ground. You're gone. God, actually, if it doesn't, if if the card, yeah, it just says Bobby Kodak, and you flip over the back, and it is just a string of cryptic, just hex code, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, what? Boom, splat. And then the forensic investigator is like, we typed it in. It's a zombie mod for Blobs 2. <laughs> Kodak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs> you're, oh, or your flight like you're landed. A crazy weekend. I guess you died at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, it was really. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. You're back now, though. Yeah, that's kind of a cool story for the podcast, though. Yeah, you met Bobby Kotick. He punched you out and gave you a Blops two code. Then you died. No, no, no. we had a fight in. Free you fall. punched him through no. a plane. <laughs> yeah, I punched him out of an emergency he, exit of an airplane. It turns airplane. out he was wearing the shoot after all. And he was wearing a shoot the entire time. <laughs> He's actually not as rotund as you think he is. He just is always wearing a parachute. A parachute. <laughs> for quick escapes. Because him popping the parachute and his being an ad for Blobs 2. <laughs> <laughs> says play World of Warcraft free. <laughs> it's got that shitty dancing yeah. goblin. <laughs> oh my God, a lenticulated goblin. <laughs> We have to do an actual episode now. This is terrible. Video games. I don't really like this book either. But you I'll don't? Be, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I like it. I don't really give a shit about it. But it's not my favorite shaven, but... I can't wait to talk about it in a week. Well, the opinions <laughs> of those are going to be all different than I assumed. This is going to be interesting. And that was a little taste <laughs> of the Idle Book Club, brought to you on the Idle Thumbs Podcast Network. Check us out. At the idlebookclub.com. Really just idlebookclub.com.com. Why are you saying we don't that control in that. the tone of like, you're like gungo gungo over there? Oh, because we're not actually on the podcast. What do you oh, mean? yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> Video game. Hey, guys. Oh, does that mean we're back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're reloading your dishonored old-timey pistol. Oh, yeah. I was assuming that Chris would replace that with the actual this Doom shotgun reload. about how that's not reloading. It's something else. Oh, yeah. I remember someone, Jake, did that one. Oh, it's not reloading. Yeah, it's that not. is, that noise is not reloading. It is chambering a new round in your shotgun. Yeah. To reload, you have to put bullets or shells into it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Next thing you know, you're going to be messing up a mag versus a clip. Really? Yeah. I don't even know what the difference is. <laughs> now we'll get eight reader mails about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah. I don't know anything about guns. Oh. Except everything you've learned in that sweet video game. Dishonored. Do you ever use the gun in Dishonored? No. no. Well, I killed some rats with a gun. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never, I always have just more bullets that I have never, I never ever use it. Yeah. So like I was, I went down under, you know, like down to an underground location because I heard someone being like, oh, there's rats here. So I went, I went down. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounded like. Weird bark. So I went down on the They're so scary. <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> it's, 
the weird time content showed up early. On <laughs> the time content for Halloween, and there's a bug where it comes out a week early. Yeah. Where all the characters say, "It's Halloween." Oh, there's rats here. Oh, it's Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, Arcane yeah. is kind of a weird that, studio. Yeah, Dishonored's got all these crazy systems you wouldn't even predict. It's a really, it's a really super. Yeah, it's a fictional world, but they've got they've got Halloween. It's probably called some nonsense thing. Yeah. It's just Halloween. <laughs> well, in this, in this, you know that it's not our world and our time because they celebrate Halloween <laughs> on October twenty third. <laughs> It's a fictional world, not unlike our own, but there's some differences here and there that clever <laughs> players <holidays>. might spot. <laughs> Major holidays are a week off. <laughs> Sometimes two weeks. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we're the worst. This so, podcast is terrible. So you shot a rat with a gun. Yeah. On Halloween. On Halloween. On Halloween. <laughs> On Dishonored Twitter Halloween. Channel. That's what it's just called, Dishonored Halloween. That's the name of the ancient rite that takes place on October 23rd. Oh, it's from I'm Dishonored sorry. Hallows' Eve is what the... Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It got modernized at some point. Yeah. Anyway, so no, I, I very... Re- that was the old, that was literally the first time I'd fired the gun the entire Yeah, time. me neither. I've never used it. Yeah. Yeah, not once. Oh, I shot funny. a guy. So, and I was surprised to learn that it felt like a shotgun. I thought it was going to be like a pistol, but it was like a big blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a handgun. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was being really agreeable. Like, yeah, I was surprised. Like, wait, wait, hold on. What? It's like well, maybe it, that's just because I was firing it so point blank, but it felt like it, has it like feels a like a video game. Yeah, where there's a big spread. I yeah, I haven't fired it since then, so I'll I go know. shoot something. I guess. Yeah, yeah. maybe a rat. Um, yeah. So I, after like after all that um, XCOM stuff I was talking about, where I went through this crazy roller coaster of like triumph and despair with with XCOM, I I loaded up Dishonored and I finally got into my like dishonored groove, which I don't think I was really in last week, like which was probably evident from the conversation. Like it was really obviously really good, and I really really enjoyed the couple hours I played of it. But I was so you were too ensorcelled. Yeah, exactly. I was, too, I was so ensorcelled by XCOM that I just didn't really get into that into that like state where I just right. was really and and I and that's this weekend I did. Oh, you're in that um, with Dishonored? Yeah, I mean, I'm. St- I, it's not not in the sense that I'm like. Every waking minute, I'm thinking about it. But when I do play it, I'm like fully, fully in it. That's you know, exactly like, how I feel. I had a great run of uh, like the third mission, which I ghosted. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even get detected the entire time. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't think I like had no idea that was going to happen until I got to the end screen, and then I was amazed. I was kind of assuming it was going to be like when I played before, where I was like, "Oh, at least I didn't kill any guys," <laughs> and then I ended up killing a guy that I didn't even realize. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I just, I just was in and out of there, and they didn't even see me. And the reason was because. I upgraded. It was like what Steve said, basically. After Steve said that stuff about blink and, oh, my and blink possession, is awful, yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I upgraded my blink. I got I upgraded my possession. So those are my only upgraded skills, which are yeah. level two, but level just, two possession. You, you've been dumping stuff into them. Mm-hmm. Well, you can I think as it's much a maximum as you can. level of two, right? Oh, really? Okay. Is that, or I think is it goes it, to Did they raise it later or something? All right. Well, in any case, I've only I'm only far enough to have level. It costs two in more each runes. Place. Yeah. No, I know. I yeah. anyway. So. And you can get Sweet. like it was kind of in the second half of that level that I started just I felt like I was getting to that almost like transcendent level, which obviously I'm not relative to these. I'm sure what the skill ceiling of that game is. But like it's, you know, you feel that way where you're mm-hmm. like, yes, I am fully in the systems of this and I am I understand it. And I just had these crazy moments where I was I <laughs> which also then created weird like 
internal images of what was happening where you like <laughs> – right. I was running across a roof and then I, I, um, I was leaving the level. And so I was like, OK, well, fuck. I have to go through all these guards again. Oh, wait. I have possession. I'll just – I'll possess this rat. Like I jumped to a roof. I possessed a rat on the ground. I ran through a gate. I like – as the rat came out on the other side of the gate, I sped him across the thing and then I like unpossessed out of the rat and then blinked over a railing. And right as I did it, a guard was like, huh? And it wasn't – or like it was like, wait, who's there? And so he didn't see me yet but he heard something or like – But he didn't get into a learning state. Yeah. Right, exactly. And I realized what that looked like to him was a man exploded <laughs> out of a rat and then <laughs> instantly <immediately> disappeared. <laughs> right. Like, he's what? like, I, I smell burnt toast. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, having a stroke. He's just like, what the huh? – what? And he looks over as this like tiny animal just gives itself and a man appears in the middle of the air and then – And so then, then immediately, just immediately gone. I guess – I didn't. I, didn't I don't know think. I saw I'm anything. pretty sure I saw nothing just now. I don't think anything happened. <laughs> His brain immediately go, was paving over that sleep. event. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, like, just turn around and walk this way for a while. It gets awesome when you start to like when you start to internalize the length of time you can keep a human um, possessed. So you're like, all right. The, my favorite moment was I don't know how far either of you guys have played, but there's a this part where there's this big bridge and this huge tower built on top of the bridge, and like I got to the top of this huge structure and then I got an achievement for getting to the top, which I didn't even expect. But like there is, you know, the walls of, there's like the Tesla coil things that mm-hmm. zap you if you get too close. And I was, and there was this great moment where I was standing up on the second story of a building, looking out into this whole scene, this bridge, this tower, this little Tesla thing. And I'm like planning out all my, all my moves, right? Like how am I going to tackle this little arena? And then, and then a guy's like, Hey, who's there? There's a, there's a trespasser. And I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And I start to like run. I'm like, okay. I run around. And then I realize it's some – it's like a scripted event. It's some other guy like down on the ground level that they're just kicking the shit out of. And I'm like, oh, my god. Like, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for being like an obviously scripted event, it was really effective. That's awesome. And uh, and then I immediately just possessed one of those guys, like one of the police guys and then went over and just like nonchalantly removed the power source from the like the uh, – um, yeah, those gates. The Tesla coil yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then just kind of walked him over to a dumpster, came out of his back, choked him out, dropped him in the dumpster, and just walked through the thing while the police was beating up the guy. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> That's was, really solid. Yeah, it was incredible. And then I just climbed straight to the top of the tower, like which was also just a great feeling because there's a combination of the mantling, which is just part of the core movement system where you just can come up things and then using it's Blink really, to like – Jump that around. stuff blows my mind how good that stuff is. Yeah, just the the combined fluidity of those movement mechanics plus the blink is just fantastic. It's freakishly it's good. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where if you pitched it, this is how this is the, this is the this is the ambition we have for the game. Mm-hmm. And if you're not those guys with right. that heritage and right. that skill set and the sort of just the chutzpah yeah. to know that they can make a great game, everybody goes, "Good luck," yeah. <laughs> you know, right. with that. Or it's the kind of thing that you then put out in it. In a, in a like a bullshit target render trailer and everyone in the world is like, this is, looks amazing. And then it comes out and it's just another game. Exactly. Kind of yeah. The world. Like it's one of those things know, where as the, the system time. gets better, the level design has to support it. Yeah. Yeah. The level design in this game is off the goddamn charts. I know. Charts. It's so good. It's incredible. It was the game that, it was the first game because we don't do, we don't hardly do any level design. Like Jake and I have no. Yeah, Telltale. Yeah, just in Telltale. As, as, as people, as I mean, people, adventure games don't really involve levels. Yeah, but yeah, even before, yeah, like yeah, yeah. even before this job, like it's yeah. just not something I I did much of. And um, 
but I always think like, man, I'm, you know, I got some chops. I'll be able to, you know, but this game is totally is. Yeah. This is the game the that finally put the boot heel into your face. It's like, you don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't know shit for shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this, go make a dialogue tree, bitch. Yeah. This specific lineage, the like looking glass ions from Austin lineage, right. That spawned games like thief and deus ex right. and system shock. Like that is just level design skills prime like in this industry that is just right. that is like where that discipline is born out of then there's the kind of separate strain of the half-lifes which mm-hmm. is kind of informed call of duties and stuff like that which right is, i mean which which is also has a lot of skill to it clearly but right, like, right. but specifically that kind the of sort of like really level design and there's space almost like, like scenario design at, right like yeah. levels as spaces like large-scale spaces in worlds i think is a total like looking glass, uh, but it's also levels thing. as spaces that are built kind of covertly until you poke at them as f- huge system playgrounds. Yeah, I was just going to say I mean. that. Like, that's kind the of levels like, themselves yeah, yeah, are almost yeah. systems in the fact yeah. that they're just they're they're yeah. That's what I'm saying is the levels get better, the systems can be pushed further, and as mm-hmm. the systems get better, the levels have to get well. They, more the, the, like the thing that's, be that's more ingenuity, especially when you have a game that is so much about uh, about all these interlock, interlocking systems with player driven progression. Like these levels have to retroactively support any number of different player states across different development paths the players chosen, mm-hmm. right? Like if I didn't ever put any additional points into teleportation or, or like if I never bought teleportation and only kept the level one blink and put all my points into killing things, like that level would be an entirely different experience for me. Oh man, yeah. did you see uh, someone posted a YouTube video on the idle forums uh, and the thread just or the the post was just like, Ghosts, no kills, silent, whatever, blah, 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 dot, dot, dot. I think I'm playing this game wrong. Here is a true dishonored lord. Yeah, that <laughs> I guy. Didn't, I didn't see and that. it's a YouTube video it's of a guy who's just like, he's playing the opposite of silent. He's playing loud. Where like he actually, it was, it was, a, 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 it, it was looks almost like- all slides, jumps, and like planting the, like the spike mines uh, uh-huh. things. Uh-huh. So he'll go to a place pull out his sword and just bang it on a metal surface forever to attract like four <laughs> guards into a room and then oh, just man. like boom, 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 just like flips around the rooms like there's a bit where he's running slides under a table looks up plants a spike mine underneath the table oh, then man. makes a noise to attract the guard over and blows him up like it's just it's this like just 2 minute video that's just the opposite of what everyone who thinks they're a dishonored badass does in Dishonored, right. but instead <laughs> right. he's like found the other end of the yeah. spectrum and is just a crazy uh-huh. like everything becomes the most tight action movie montage you've ever seen, but it's right. using the same systems. It's yeah. really it's really impressive. Stuff like that yeah. is the difference between a game that hinges almost entirely on scripted moments and a game that is like like the yep. the gulf between those becomes all the more stark and insane. When you see a video like that, right? When you see the like, video, that's like just the guy being the kung fu movie thing of just everybody, being, yeah, like the, yeah. the, the the sword going king king king, and then yeah. you just expect the one liner to come out. Like that's <laughs> right. just let's yeah. play. Like yeah, it's, it's just incredible. the complete it's the complete yeah. opposite of like yeah. No one saw me the entire time. I was like yeah. right. Well, the way that I play is, it, it's, I mean, it's the opposite of that, as you say. Like in every yeah. respect, I'll I'll sit on a roof for like three unbroken minutes, just not moving. Like right. I will just sit there what, making sure I understand every single guard patrol route, right. like making sure I understand frames of like field of view of all these guys. Um, and I will just sit there and like decide in my brain what I'm going to do. And yeah. then I like, it's so cool it's, to be able to be yeah. impressed by play yeah. in exactly. this space That's, in these yeah. two yeah. complete opposite mm-hmm. spectrums. And to think you're that, playing like this, like this, like this neophyte spy who's yeah. just slowly like, I gotta be really deliberate. I gotta do this. And he's playing a John Woo movie. It's fucking incredible. And then you have to, you also have to bear in mind that the level designers on this game. And I mean, consequently, the, I mean, obviously the system designers as well. Um, 
have to not only they're not they've not only made a game that supports both of those they've made a game that's like the third point of the extreme triangle which is the guy who just walks into a room sees the guy and just starts firing at one of them and then the other guards will run over because that's just what they're gonna do right and he's just playing it the way you would play a video game and like they i mean i assume that at a certain point you know the game is gonna push back on that like I don't know how – because I never get involved in direct combat, I don't know how fragile your guy is or anything. But like right. – You can to get, some degree, die really fast. Yeah. I mean they still got to support that middle ground to some degree. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, if no, no. Play, yeah, it's just if you more like, It's almost like yeah. playing Doom. You know how like yeah, well, yeah, JP yeah. was showing right. Doom. He's like movement is the thing that keeps you alive in Doom. Yeah. That's what I the found. The difference is I think a lot of people would, slow moving projectile. Yeah. I think a lot of people – the third the third sort of dot it seems like that I would expect at least is the most common playthrough of Dishonored is just playing it like a first-person cover shooter. Right. That's what I – that's I guess – Which is not just running guns. That's true. come around corners really fast. Have you Have you fought any thugs? I got um, in a I got in one really stupid fight. I thought I had these guys, and like then once maybe I I've, I pretty much avoid it when I can. Well, they will just take a swig of moonshine and spit it in your face and cut and turn and light you on fire. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Was, the main time I've encountered thugs was was when they were neutral or friendly, like when it was around an NPC who I'm supposed to meet with. Right. So, like, it's in that case, it's fine. I got into like a tussle with some thugs and I was trying to be sneaky, mm-hmm. and it was just sort of like, hey, I don't want any trouble here, but like, I have no way to express that. So yeah. I end up getting in this fight. And they are like taking, they're like, come, they're really fast too. They're like grapplers, but they'll like, right before they get to you, they'll take a swig of their flask right. and then blow it through flame and just set you on fire and kill yeah. you super fast. So that stuff surprised me. That yeah. stuff, that level of like aggression that mm-hmm. the, especially that was like in the first level. That was definitely in the first level. That level of aggression that the NPCs were capable of, the, the certain ones yeah. was surprising to me. I also like the way they introduce. Oh, man, all the NPCs that you encounter that you're trying to sneak around or that are attacking you are all so different and feel really different. Yeah. The first time I encountered an assassin on the roof, I know. I was like, "What the I know. fuck is this guy doing up yeah, here?" Like, I, know, I just thought he was like my uh, nemesis. Well, in the in that in the uh, yeah, that me too. Yeah. Um, I did too. I thought it was like a specific guy, right? And it's like, right. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah. My first time was just they saw me before I saw them, and I got wrecked. Exactly. And then, but then that 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 yeah. um. That level that I was talking about, I think it was like the third or fourth level. I can't remember exactly what order it was, but the that was the one I I did surprisingly well, like better than I thought I was doing at the time. And although obviously it took me, it probably took me like two hours to play the whole level. So I mean, I was playing it slowly, but um, I was I also it was the first time that I exhaustively like collected all of the uh, bone charms and runes. Yeah, and I like been I, doing I hadn't that. really I feel been. Like I should. Yeah, I, I like did all the side quests. I really went out of my way to just like completely absorb this entire level, which is probably one of the reasons when I left, I was just like that because I knew it yeah. so well. Yeah, but yeah. then when I was on my way out, I was climbing up this, you know, I, I basically stay off the ground as much as possible. Like I've, I've really learned to stick to roofs and balconies and stuff. And like Blink is so cool for that. Um, and I was sneaking around this whole roof system. And then suddenly I like I mantle over a thing and there's one of those ninjas looking, just like crouching down, looking over the town, oh and I'm god. just right behind him, and I'm like, "Oh my god, like this is too, <laughs> this is too perfect. It's amazing." You know, after my right. previous encounter with these guys, where right. they they were basically doing the thing to me that I was just doing. Exactly, to this guy, that's my first interaction with was, them was that like, way. As they were just standing there watching me until I got like within range, right. I'm just sitting here hanging out behind this guy. Hey guy, even before I <laughs> even before I attacked him, just for the hell of it, I pickpocketed him. And then I strangled him, like, <laughs> even though it didn't do it. It even made no difference. Like it was just the ability to do that was so. Yeah. Exciting. What was the ninja carrying, Chris? 
either gold or like a one of those a picture of you flask. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! So you like the game? Yeah, I really do. And I knew I knew I would. I just hadn't yet gotten yeah. into the point where I was really like. I'm still completely, completely not compelled by anything going on in it. Like just from like a. But you but, mean from like a fictional standpoint? Yeah, you were the just fiction. talking about how. how yeah, oh no, okay. no, no, no! The stuff that I am <clears throat> producing that's no. going on in it. Yeah, the the pre-made stuff that should be going on in the game. I don't care about. No, that I mean, girl I'm, Elizabeth. No, is that her I name? Mean, yeah, yeah. Or, no, 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 that's no, Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite. Emily. Emily, I think. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm basically with you on that. I'm not like I'm I, but I don't really mind. Like that game to me is just all about the. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I think I probably ask more of that stuff. Yeah. Just I don't know. It's like that, but that part that stuff is so much part of the. How deep am I going to get into this? Because it's just I'm doing all these amazing things, but do they yeah. matter in a context in no, which I, I yeah. gonna, I'm no, going to walk away thinking about? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what I guess what I was getting at, like um, where I I still don't find myself like compelled to just load it up. Like I'm not thinking about it all the time, but yeah. then when I do, I'm super into it. Like yeah. when I actually load up and start playing. Whereas, what's funny is that XCOM, where the fiction is just idiotic, the whole like entirely. I do find myself just like thinking about XCOM doesn't to try to make its fiction no, it's awesome true. though. I mean, yeah, XCOM is just true. yeah. You're an elite set of futuristic commandos against 1950s space aliens. Like, right. just deal with it. Also, there's. I mean, despite the fact that most of it is just really kind of stock like that, there are occasional things that I find just more clever than I would expect that I really like, and I don't even know if they were intended this way. Like my favorite little fictional touch about XCOM is that your little like your your like liaison commander guy who is your sort of advisor in the base who mm-hmm. carries out your orders. He ha- he wears this like green knit pullover sweater with the XCOM like insignia sewn onto it. That is like just cracks me the fuck up. I feel like that is so. He's like this really kind of classic like close cropped hair squared off like squared off guy and he's the fact that he's wearing this like bright green woven sweater i think it's just like apollo 13 mission commander it's just great like i love it like it's perfect like it's my it's like probably my favorite single visual detail about that entire game (laughs) which is ridiculous but every time i see it i'm like good job someone did a good job modeling this guy a concept artist was a clever guy yeah exactly yeah Yeah, it's really good that guy comes out from the dry cleaners with his 10 of those in plastic bags every week and there's also something about XCOM that even though the um like that's really funny to me. The, the um, like the whole sweater you based. The what? This no, like that guy, right? Yeah, got my sweater just press for the week. Good. So yeah. he doesn't even direct it to someone; he just does it himself. Yeah, he goes to the. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a whole routine he does. Because he's got it's a shoe sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. just he's got his guy picking off the yeah. last piece of lint off the shoulder. Right, yeah. 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 Um, and you know, it's got the whole um, like ant farm side yeah. view thing, and like this is a much, much, much lower impact, very low stakes version of this but similar to kind of that feeling of dishonor where you kind of get into that that state where you're just really engaging with all the systems and right. in a really clean way there's something that there's again the very low impact version of that in XCOM, which most of that game is turn-based and like you have tons of time to deliberate which i really like it's one of the things i love about the game but i find myself navigating the base like the right click in the game is is like back out of and mm-hmm. then left click is confirmed yeah which makes sense but um when i navigate the base I find myself just clicking around all the rooms, going in and out, being like, all right, go here, sign a satellite here, back, click out, jump out. And it it ends up being this crazy jumble of like zoom in, zoom out, pan here, go this. But it I've I've internalized all the locations of all my stuff 
so fully that I just I'm always a step ahead of what the UI is doing because it's animating. It's like tweening between all these right. different places, and I'm I'm always like doing it at the exact as quickly as I know the game will keep the UI will keep up. And so I feel like I'm actually sitting here manipulating this crazy thing, like with a high level of mastery, even though it's just menus, right. essentially. It's right, just, but it's it just, doesn't mean that your screen is now outputting sci-fi movie right. like. Well, yeah, even watching stuff. you, it was just like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> zooming. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Was a lot All of you need is the there. stupid uh, minority minority report, report gloves barf. I hate that. That's now just. Have you guys noticed? Like every like car commercial now acts as if those cars are designed by a guy in Minority Report. Like, every time you see, like, at, at like, fucking Honda, all, all of our safety ratings are a billion stars, and then it cuts to, like, the science, this, like, scientist guy in a white lab coat, with, like, usually with, like, Asian lady scientists with a clipboard next to him. Right. And the, and the main guy is, like, doing Minority Report, pushing things in the air, and, like, the lady's checking things off on a thing, and that's supposed to represent scientific safety. It sounds like, like science. That's just how all – like, scientists are now just portrayed that way <clears throat> in commercials. Yeah. Like, the same thing with, like, Intel. Like, you see microchips, and it's some guy fucking punching shit into the air. Like, that's – is that what people think science is now? Like, <laughs> is that Has that successfully just colonized our – the popular imagination of science is just minority reports? That's how screens? I thought you were manipulating that base. You were uh, doing science. I was using a mouse. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know your mind is blown. Oh, your hands were moving so fast that I thought that maybe they were floating. Uh, inter- interface. Oh, that's true. I just, yeah. I just don't even see them. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I feel like that is just how now how commercial media likes to present science. Yeah this the future the future of non the future of non tactile interaction is <clears throat> questionable. Yeah. At best, Looper has that shit in it too. Have you guys seen that movie yet? I didn't really like Looper. I liked. I didn't like Looper as much as I liked Brick. Oh, I feel that way for sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Same like Looper when I watched it, but it's a movie that the moment I walked out of the movie theater, I started liking it more. And now I want to see it again. But oh, it was I, the opposite for me. When I watched it, I was enjoying it, and then my opinion of it degraded the more I thought about it. Hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't. The basic concept just gets more and more silly to me the more I think about it. There's like a lot of just things that don't make any sense in that movie to me. Yeah, it's but it's, not for interesting reasons, just ways I'm like, oh that was just kind of dumb. It's super constructed, mm-hmm. but for what it did, I I liked it a lot. It felt I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Pierre? It reminds me also a guy who Oh, you know I got to say something about this code. But took itself way more seriously whereas Source Code I was like, all right, these are both silly movies about kind of goofy concepts. But I felt like Looper. I mean, yeah, Looper was just so serious about itself, and I just couldn't take it seriously. Oh, I didn't. I didn't read Looper as being all that serious. I read no, Looper as being reasonably self-aware. But I thought yeah. that it was really. I liked that it was sort of confidently cinematic, but in a geeky way, like not geeky geeky, but like it. It felt very. It felt very genre aware in its choices, but it was also being as filmic about it as I think you can be when you're making a movie about time traveling mobsters. Like Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know that movie seemed like to me, my take on it was this movie knows exactly what it is and it's doing that really well. Whereas I guess you were like, well, what does this movie think it's doing? Uh, which is a reasonably different. It felt to me like it had more ideas than it knew what to do with. And I just, it just felt overloaded. It did have a lot of ideas. I agree with that. I felt like it got a little unclean. I felt like it could have dropped about half of them and made a stronger film. Yeah. 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 The kid. Yeah. Yeah, The whole kid. Yeah. 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 I totally left some dishonored stuff on the table. Oh, what do, what do you want to talk about? Do it right now. Uh, new guy we just hired at Telltale who uh-huh. uh, is a writer. He's mm-hmm. a good guy, Pierre. And he hates it. 
Really? And I thought he had a really good... He, he, I said, why do you hate the... Uh, he's like, ugh, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I played for a while. Like, ugh, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Because it actually reminded me of the gun conversation. I, ne- I don't know what the gun does because I've never used it. Right. Goes, so I was in that bar. Like, yeah, the bar, your main, like, your main hub bar in the game. Yeah, That's yeah, where yeah. your yeah, bed yeah. is and stuff. I dropped a grenade and everybody died and the game was over. <laughs> I went, huh, that's stupid. And I stopped playing the game. And I thought that was, I mean, obviously the articulation of that is flat, but I couldn't not agree with him. Really? Yeah. It's what like, would you have done if you were a designer of that game, how would you have supported that? Everybody in the bar anymore. Like I think what? people in the bar. I mean, if you could, do I have do I have a do I have a magic wand? Yeah, sure. Okay, so not including production realities or budget. Sure. Yeah, let's yeah blue sky this shit. Yeah, if any, if the NPCs detect a grenade, they run from it and oh, then come back okay, and give you shit. Sure. Like just let you but do I mean, the event and you can't do it. Like people, but like people literally make it bulletproof though. Like it's actually they will. Oh, like how, what happens if you're point blank and you point a gun at a guy and pull the trigger? I mean, you really like, want you to, have to support like, I mean, you're saying, yeah, he, I think you should support he laughs all at things. you and then your guy automatically starts shooting more and more into him. And then he laughs harder and harder <laughs> as the bullets have no effect on him. I just mean, I you literally he, want it to be that you can do whatever you want, but they will always be one step. Like, I think, why don't, I mean, why don't AI guys have that same? That's this is where the mean, conversation like, goes, right? Silly. As a designer, like, this is where it goes. Yeah. But I do think trying to support as much of those, if you're going to build all these systems and then say that there are like, like, uh, these these areas of the world between trying to chase that uh, dog's tail and doing what they did i'm of course that's why sure. that's why i said wave the wand yeah, right I'd that's why much rather the, the game moment. just made them unkillable than said game over personally but, yeah i don't know uh, but, but i don't care i don't care the way sean described no i don't care if they're narratively unkillable that's not interesting to me at all but just like don't let you throw a gun in there and let you keep the guns pointed downwards like you do when yeah, you go into the village. I'd rather, park, that's right? fine. Yeah, I, w- I would be fine in with that. In that situation, yeah. I, feel like, yeah. I feel like saying, oh, we'll let the player be as expressive as they fucking want, but it'll say game over. I'd rather just have my character lower his weapons in a scene. That's fine. Like, yeah. At, yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point, like, that's that's, totally I probably fine. would dis- – 10 years ago, me would probably disagree with that. But at this point, just the simple hassle of a game over for that is like, just tell me that I, I can't shoot here. Don't let me don't, – I don't want to discover a narratively gated game over. Like that's, that's stupid. No, I yeah. agree. But I whatever. It's funny that, I, yeah. it's funny that, that, that was – his response was I blew up guys and it said game over. Fuck this game. I find that I yeah. – if I were to start taking that attitude towards things like that though, you couldn't – you just can't play any video games. I know. It's really hard for me to play video games. <laughs> Somebody no, who agrees I mean, with I, him. Just because you want the game to either say yes to what you're doing – or like so much of the systems and level design of the entire experience does so much of the game does or visually communicate that that's not what you do here. Therefore you can now you'll just role play as the guy who's at home and not going to hurt these people, you know? And I think lowering the weapons is the thing to do do there. But if you're going to let somebody drop a grenade, keep going. Did you guys, when you guys got to the very first time you went into the bar was I just not paying attention, or do you not have no idea that those characters are your allies? No, you have no clue. I turned the mission are. markers off and all that stuff. So when I went into the bar and I was like, "Oh my god, these two guys look like they know what they're fucking doing," and they're having a conversation, I immediately just hid. 
And I was like, when, <laughs> are they awesome. gonna, when, is, when is there fucking, when are they going to be done talking? Because they're just going to turn around and start shooting at me or call right. their guys yeah, in yeah, a fucking yeah. wreck. Right. So out. I like, was like, okay, I got to find another interest so maybe I can get a drop on these guys. God, they're just facing each other. So how do I, how do I even <laughs> yeah. avoid line of sight? Like I can't get behind the book. And then I hit a trigger behind the fucking bar and then it right. blipped me around to where the right. cutscene was. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. These are cutscene guys. Oh, <laughs> like I wish that it had supported what I was doing because I was, the way that they found me was crouched under the bar, like looking up, listening to them. And then I finally hit yeah. the trigger volume back there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, they just looked like A level bosses who were going to, whose conversation I was going to interrupt and then were just going to wreck me because I had no context for that situation. But yeah. it was. I don't think Corvo would actually have done that in that situation. <laughs> he probably would have lowered his weapon. <laughs> he probably would have thrown a grenade in, um, but then he would have gotten game over. Yeah. But no, I mean, you you guys know that I like I have all kinds of problems with that kind of shit in games. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not it's not I'm not. I've I watched you play Army of Two. Like, excuse things, but I just mean the the line between saying this is just fully unacceptable and saying, Oh, they probably could have done this a bit better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I do, I have, I have a lot of empathy for once the, the artifice is broken with just a game over. Like, Oh, I dropped a grenade in here and the game is over. It's, I have a lot of empathy for that, for that just sucking you out of the world so hard. The reason that I brought up the stealth thing is I think in the very specific situation of the first time you go into that bar, especially if you're not, if you're not paying attention to the UI layers, contextual clues, or if you've turned those off, I could see Pierre having the exact same response as me, but not wanting to be sure. playing non-lethal and just going, who the oh, fuck are these guys? guys? Like, yeah. I'm going to wreck those guys before they have any idea who I am. Grenade lob. Game over. Like, that is a weird experience. Yeah. And that's probably specific just to that one instance, yeah. which is a contextless yeah. place where there's two NPCs yeah. that you don't know are ally NPCs. Yeah. Which is a, it was a weird a weird scenario. Because, like, my instinct was to sneak up on them, but if I had been playing lethal, I probably would have just tried to kill them. Yeah. Because I'm dumb, apparently. <laughs> oh, um, in my playthrough, Corvo also has amnesia, which is a, a trope that I add to many of my video game protagonists. Who I, uh, who I'm trope that, just, that you add? I just add as a player. Most of the times, you don't need to add that. But <laughs> That's I, I, just no, in Jake, there. Jake adds an additional rec- like recurring amnesia that occurs to things his character learns after his character is no <laughs> right. longer yeah, yeah. afflicted with amnesia. That's actually, you killed Andrew Ryan and Jake, screamed, Jake's why am I here? Jake's characters are serial amnesiacs. <laughs> My characters, it's, yeah, they're characters who are played for a few hours and then put on the shelf for six months and then played again. <laughs> um, so then I like to role play that they have recurring amnesia. And they're out of shape. And they're out of shape. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that with a lot of games too, though. I just skip every cutscene yeah. if the game clearly, if like it's pretty obvious. You skip after the, watching one cutscene, or if it's an unskippable cutscene, but the jump button is supported, you'll jump through every cutscene. Right, right. Well, then a lot of cutscenes you can't you skip in the cutscene. Are you skipping the loading? Yeah, things. actually in Dishonored, I'm watching the cutscenes. Yeah, I'm watching yeah. them too. Because I actually I want to be generally aware of like especially doing things non lethally. Non lethally, I'm curious mm-hmm. about. What the just because some a lot of the non lethal things. I mean, sometimes it's just just strangle the guy, but sometimes it's like a very specific thing where it's like actually go find this other NPC who then he'll take care of the problem in a non lethal way for you. So it's essentially just hitting an A button right. and then just trusting the game. Like the game's just telling you it happened non lethally, and you just have to to trust it. Right. So like especially for reasons like that, I want to know what the justification is. Right. Um, especially because someone was te- JP was telling me about. Something that he heard one of the explanations for a non-lethal thing that sounded really suspicious. So I'm 
waiting to encounter that myself. And so you didn't see. kill that first guy? I haven't. I've. There's only one guy I've killed, and I don't know who it was. It was just some guard who I guess I accidentally. So killed. in the in, so in the first mission where the two guys are having drinks and you're supposed to go in there and you know what I'm talking about? They send you to kill that general at the very beginning, the first level. Um, when the two guys meet in the room and like you go in there at first and then you hear them talking in the next room, yeah, and they meet in there. I was in come. the room when they were in there. I was hiding already in the room. In the room that they come into to have their discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was hiding in there too, but you hear yeah. them in the next room being like, blah, 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 "Oh yeah, 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 yeah let's yeah, go yeah. and have a drink." Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't kill anyone. Did you just hung out? Yeah. Well, no. it was crazy. Actually, did you let that could... guy get poisoned? No, 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 I didn't. So what'd you do? I I jumped up and and I I assumed I was going to be able to just approach him and be like, "I'm a friend," uh, but he immediately <laughs> was like, "Who are you, guards?" And I'm like, "Oh god, oh god, oh god!" So I just I just threw a, a sleep dart right into his face and the general. Or the other guy. The other guy. Okay. And well, no, because the the general I choked. Oh. And, and then the other guy is like his his girlfriend or his wife is like, don't let him die. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be friendly based on that. So you choked him out. You stole his journal. Shot the, the other guy in, yeah, the, the, in the sleep dart in the face and ran out. Yeah. The general I choked. I mm-hmm. think. If I'm remembering this correctly, I choked the general. The other guy was like, "Who are you?" I'm like, "Oh God!" I fired a sleep dart into his face. Then, and but the, by that point, he'd already called for the guard, so the entire level was like aware Alert. of me. So I'm running around with this guy on my shoulder, like it was ridiculous. Oh, so you carried him out and threw him in the dumpster? Oh wait, no. You know what? That's not what. That guy just leaves. Oh really? Yeah. I I I I choked out the general, and the other guy was like, "Who are you?" And then I just ran. Because I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do about this guy. I'm supposed to ensure that he's fine. Uh-huh. So I just I just booked it and hid, and the entire level was just on alert for the entire rest of the time. Did so he, was he, really did he survive? Do you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Because the girl came up to me oh, when my I got gosh. back to the thing. Oh, oh really? What happened cool. with you? Oh, I got into that room before, heard they were coming in, and um, right before they were coming in. I was hiding in, behind the fireplace. Oh, see, I uh, right before they came in, I looked down at the cups, mm-hmm. and I went, huh, and I swapped them. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I um, ran and hid underneath the table, and I just saw their Under legs. The table? Yeah, that's awesome. And I just saw their legs, uh-huh. and they're like, and the guy takes this, like, cheers, clink, and then he takes a sip, and then the guy's like, oh god, oh god, something's wrong, and the general just passes out and dies, like next to you. Yeah, because he's like, oh, he's like, he's he's dead, and I'm like, got that guy, took the journal, and then the other guy's like, oh my god, what's happening? What's happening? Like he, He's yeah. about to call the guards, and I shot him in the foot with a sleep dart. Nice. <laughs> and then I picked him up and carried him out and put him in the dumpster. So what happened when you got back? Did he count as being alive? Who? The the guard guy, the good guard. The who, guard that I shot in the foot? And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it did? Okay. Oh, yeah. Because, because You're supposed to take his body. Like If you if you incapacitate him, like if you if you don't know what to do, just, you just look at the mission, and it says put him somewhere safe. Oh, okay. And there's a safe mine. There's a safe spot to put him. Because I, for a second, that's what I thought I did. But then I remember now I didn't. I was yeah. like, it was really weird, and I was confused actually because I, yeah, I I went in there and took out the general, and I was so convinced that the that the other guy was going to be like, oh thank God, like you weren't forewarning me about this thing or whatever. Right. That I was just like, oh this will be fine. I like that he didn't. Though. I know. <laughs> I know better. he was doing his job basically, being yeah. like, there's a fucking guy in here. Who is? <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, I just booked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was great because I mean that was the one thing. That, that's when I realized the game was good. You know, yeah. I think yeah. when I was in such like a neurotic panic that I just 
scanned over the glasses and I saw a tooltip and it was just like swap. I was like, yep. And then just got underneath the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that scene was just great. It was great I was when like, I was doing yeah. it too because I was right around the corner. Uh-huh. Like leaning still really freaks me out because it's really good. Even though you off. know that how it works, mm-hmm. like it still feels like it shouldn't, right? Like right. You just feel a guy exposed. can be looking right at you and you're like, all right. <laughs> My face is just in his face. Like, right. you no, know, I'm here. I know how so leaning I, works as a person. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, whatever. So it's fine. Like, it works contextually in the game. Um, and so I'm just sitting there, like, poking my head out from behind this fireplace as the two guys were talking. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, what am I going to do here? Like, there is no – there's nothing between me and these guys. It was actually a really interesting uh, moment. And then, you know – the resolution was fittingly ridiculous because right. <laughs> it wasn't a guy know. comes out of the shadows, strangles someone and yeah. then runs out of the room yeah, as fast exactly. as he can. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it was the opposite of how I usually try to play this game, but I didn't, there were no other, I couldn't see any other options. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was good. I mean, I was, the way it worked out was really cool because base. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it, see the, <laughs> If you'd been able to throw something across the room so they both looked away and, went, huh? yeah, and then right. go and swap the glasses then and then disappear right I didn't in the even fireplace the again. I know. I just the idea of throwing something so they right. look around and then a guy creeps out from behind the fireplace, do that. swaps the stuff oh, on yeah, the table, then disappears sure. into the shadows yeah. again when cracking up. But yeah, then you would have yeah. killed that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he gets poisoned. Yeah. Oh, he's so upset when he gets poisoned and he realizes – because he, he realizes what's happened right. after his first ring. He's like, <clears throat> oh, god damn it. And I saw it all from his legs. You know, so I didn't see them. Yeah. I just saw their legs. Oh. So I'm hearing this this scene happen above the table. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Um, also, I want to I want to just put out a, a public service announcement here. Um, there is a bark where the guards go. Oh, this is the worst. Yeah, they just go, huh? And I was confounded by this for ages because I was like, there's no way I just got seen. I'm like in the dark behind a thing. Like I haven't even leaned out. How is some guard seeing movement or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so I actually just asked Harvey Smith on Twitter, and I'm like, all right, this might be a weird question. Is there a bark that is just, huh, that is completely disconnected from AI perception of the player character? And he's like, yes, it's a bug. We need to fix that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah, like, it was too. completely bizarre. So if you're playing that game and you're and you're freaked out by that all the time – it's hard to suppress the, the the reaction, but yeah, it's it's, fine. it's the dishonored equivalent of the ambient sound in Doom that just is the noise. Right. It sounds exactly yeah. like one of yeah. the enemies that flips you out every fucking second. Yeah. But in this game, there's actual mechanical consequences. It was an homage to that, though. Classic <laughs> PC first person shooter homage. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, this is a good game. Like Maybe we should read some mail. Oh no, no but I'm sorry. Real quick, I've also been playing Mark of the Ninja. I played it a little bit because it came out on Steam, and I hadn't played it at all mm-hmm. yet. And the I won't go too into it because we're this is probably running long. But because um, I'm, I'm going to play it, yeah, yeah. I want to just make the like observation Claim made playing it at the same time as I was playing Dishonored. Uh, oh, claim made. I thought you said clay made. I was like, yes, clay made the game. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah, clay is no. the developer. I said oh, I said oh, wow. claim made, but Sean read that as clay made, which is true. Yeah, the clay uh, made like badge on all their yeah, games. Yeah, clay made. Yeah. Clay made. Like, I think like, uh, when, when you said when you said that you thought that I said clay made, I thought you were talking about like claymation or something. No, clay. Like K-L-E-I. an old studio that used to make sports games that was called Indie Made, but it was owned by Microsoft. Like it got bought by Microsoft, but it was called Indie Made as if it was like Indie Made. You know, just, <laughs> a division of Microsoft Corporation. Yeah, I thought that was they made like <laughs> that snowboarding game. Anyway, whatever. So I've been playing. I've been playing the Clay Made. Uh, claymation game mark of the ninja and uh oh you're making this claim i'm i claim made about the clay made claymation mark of the ninja um it's not claymation 
for our readers, but carry on. No, it's not. And actually, I'm not really a huge fan of the art style, to be honest. Okay. Like, I'm not, it's not my deal, I guess. The kind of like yeah. hyper crisp Cartoon Network style mm-hmm. thing. It's just not, my, it's not yeah. my thing. I don't really do it. Um, but I do have to say, I liked it more than I did when I started. I'm liking it more than I did when I started playing the game. Um, specifically in the context of playing this game at the same time that I'm playing Dishonored. Because they're both stealth games, and I'm playing them both the same way, which is non-lethally, and trying to be as stealthy as possible. And um, even though, obviously, there are videos of that crazy guy who has every system in Dishonored down to his science, um, for me, Dishonored feels much mushier. You know, it's a 3D world. Mm -hmm. The distances are very, very large. There is not a ton... There is definitely some, um, especially with Dark Vision and stuff, but there's not as much as in Mark of the Ninja of just completely dis- like visualized. Um, Mark of the Ninja is very like between... mathematically distinct in exactly, itself. Exactly, right. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like when I'm playing Mark of the Ninja, everything is like metered. Like I Usually if I completely mess up in Mark of the Ninja, I just die. You know, whereas when I mess something up in Dishonored, there's – it's. A, sort of a softer version of Far Cry 2 where I can kind of correct and like uh-huh. thrash around and figure something out. Um, and I find it actually the art style Mark of the Ninja kind of resonates with that because it feels very crisp. Like I know exactly how far the guy can see. I know exactly how far the dog can hear. I know exactly how far the light extends. So everything feels like this very like mathematical interaction with the world and I mm-hmm. it affects, you know, just the feeling of play. Whereas Dishonored, everything's sort of... Um, the textures are painterly and the world right. is sort of soft and like there's a, there's a lot of flat tones and everything just feels more ambiguous. Um, and it's, it's been cool playing these two games side by side and like seeing how they each reinforce these attributes of their, of their core systems, at least in the way that I'm playing them. And right. I'm sure each of these games can be played right. in a different way, but for the way that I'm playing them, that's how they each feel. And it's, it's actually been really cool. There was a GDC talk like five years ago. Mm-hmm. by um koji irigashi igarashi the guy from castlevania and it was exactly about this it was about how 2d games are like the purest most most mathematically pure yeah. sort of my guy jumps 10 pixels exactly like, yeah. that guy is this far away i don't have to do any sort of perception math in my brain yeah, yeah. and sort of like guesstimate how far away things are mm-hmm. so combat in a 2d game such as castlevania is always going to be compelling no matter what no matter how great 3d get is like a 2d castlevania game is always going to be of a certain quality and measure because of your right. ability to discern the things that you're talking about and mm-hmm. i thought it was just like yeah i was it must have been six years ago i wasn't i was living in la at the time and that was like what my i think that was my second gdc talk ever that i'd ever been to right and it was just like yeah. <laughs> tiny explosions yeah. going yeah, up in my totally. brain to think about games so concretely like that and uh, if you can dig, I don't know where it would be, but it's a good talk. It's probably in the GDC vault. Yeah, it's worth digging up. It's really good. And it's, I'm, I was very pleased that you were able you delineated your your like of the game based on those lines. Yeah, I think that's really really sharp. It's sharp like Mark of the Ninja's stealth systems. <laughs> Reader mail time. Neverwhere. It's a claymation game. Neverhood. Neverhood. God damn it. Neverwhere is that Neil Gaiman. Or, uh, yeah. Neverhood <laughs> or Clay Fighters. Neverhood. You guys want to do some reader mail? No. Only oh, wait. Yes. Ne- only yes. it's about Neverhood. Jake was fired today, so that's fine. He's maybe moving on. Owen McClintic writes, hey, Thumbs. Well, the, well the only, all the XCOM I've been playing, I still find it very hard to rename my random soldiers. I feel like I'm having a very awkward conversation with proud new recruit Lars 
<laughs> Lars Heinrich, <laughs> and his beloved family name is just not as funny to me as Boost Remo. Thanks, guys. Love the show, Owen. Yeah, I've really, I've really done a 180 on naming my guys. <laughs> when I started this game, I uh, my first game had Sean Vanneman, Jake Rodkin, Steve Gaynor, and Nick Brecken as my four starting guys, and like Naturally. they became total badasses over the course of my campaign. Then they got totally wiped in one mission, mm. and I felt really bad. Like it actually really affected me. Oh, but then um, you who died first? I. It was all the same mission, so I can't remember. Nick but uh, what you should do Nick is you should start. Sure. You should start with a Chris Ramos, was actually a Jake Rodkin, and a Nick Bregan. Mm. And then when they die, don't use those names for like four or five groups of recruits, and then have Chris Ramos, Jake Rodkin, and Steve Gaynor. And then when those guys all die, wait a while again, and then host the Kickstarter campaign, and then bring in three guys named Chris Ramos, Jake Rodkin, and Sean Vanneman. Good idea. And then do a book podcast. <laughs> oh yes. Right. That is an intense simulation. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that XCOM supported take a while all those to different play this, things. My campaign. Yeah, it would work though. I think probably. So yeah, at this point, I went through a few more kind of attempts at naming people, and now at this point, I never name them anymore. I just can't get attached. Even though it's did I hear the the email the right way though? Was he basically saying this guy shows up and he's like, "What's up, Lars Smith? Reporting for duty." He's like, "Nice, you're Chris Remo now. I don't want to hear any fucking questions about any of it." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "But uh, uh," he's like, "Shut up, Chris." <laughs> That's what I. That's the way I read it. Yeah. These recruits show up with names, and he's like, "That's nice." That's a cute Lars name. looks over at the wall of fallen soldiers, all of whom have a blast, brass plaque, blah, blah, a brass plaque underneath, which says Chris Ramo. Yeah. Well, he's saying he finds that awkward, so he can't do it anymore. Right. He's saying what I just said. He just feels too bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the guy yeah. shows up, and he's like, yeah. "Look, I don't know how to break this to you, but you got to be ethnic Brecken." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Excuse me. What is that like? What does that mean? Is that a, is that like a role? Yeah. Like, is that ethnic? I thought Brecken? I was a sniper. Yeah, what, I'm not sure. I, mean, I thought I was JP sniper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my my reason for for not renaming is different than his, but still very present. Because you can't bear to see them go. No, it's it's weird because they're all just little generic soldiers. But it actually really after you've been playing with the same guy for like yeah, hours, you've been of, through like, a lot together. It gets tough. New reader John Hunter says, "Hey guys." I recently heard about Idle Thumbs from a friend, and I've listened to a lot of your podcasts in the last couple of weeks. I just listened to a large portion of your Ruination cast. Listening to your discussion between the differences between Far Cry and Far Cry 2, and how Far Cry 3 will fit in, I found myself thinking about that subject. From what I've seen, it seems Far Cry 3 is more similar to Far Cry 2, as it has a more open world than the first game. What it really draws from the first game is the tropical setting, which I actually prefer the look of Far Cry 2. Do you think this is accurate, and do you think Far Cry 3 will fulfill our hopes as huge fans of Far Cry 2? Thanks, John H. from Wisconsin. It's nice to get a new reader. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, hear those new I really hope so. I doubt it will, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I actually prefer the Far Cry 2 setting, I have to say. I prefer the, the Savannah. Really? To the, to the, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I would never thought that. Really? Yeah. About me in particular? Yeah, just an opinion unexpressed by you. Hmm. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. We don't really spend a lot of time talking about the setting of Far Cry 2. Hmm. Yeah. I know. It'll be nice if you mix it up. Go to an island setting. Yeah. See what that's like. I like the look of Far Cry 2 and the general sort of setting intellectually, but I like all the islands and crap in Far Cry 1 more. It's just sort of a mm. thing to fuck around with. I like the island in Crisis a lot. I love the island setting in that. Oh, I really, I'm, I'm a Savannah guy. Far Cry 2 I thought was just mind-blowing. I was just... No, me too. I was a, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was putting... Same, but I just... We've gone to a serious place, so I was putting Chris on as if we've been I know, but just Far Cry before. As a thing to fuck around with, I really like the Far Cry 1 setting a lot, but... As a thing that's Did you actually, play Just Cause? As a thing that's actually interesting, Far Cry 2. No, I know I need to play you Just Cause. You should play Just Cause too. I know. You're a man who would like to ride a plane. I know. On the wing. <clears throat> play it on PC and you can download all kinds of crazy mods that make it really good. 
like unbreakable rope and stuff. I don't know. It's just, oh, man. that game is best as just crazy sandbox. So like, when you when you take when you take Just Cause and turn it into Gary's mod, but with a game yeah, running yeah, inside yeah, of it. Yeah. Well, because it has all these systems in it, but it tries to act like it's an actual game with a campaign, and that's just not <laughs> what that. I mean, it's just really not what that game's about. Like I tried to play the campaign of that game for a while, and I'm like, this is just not what this game is. Like this game is like grapple hook a plane and like is there only one of these games or is, or is it are there two it's, it's called just, just cause, cause two. two okay i didn't i don't remember if it was it started with that. it was like leonard, <laughs> leonard so parts good. No, I, sorry oh, you said see, that's a thing that would be awesome somebody yeah. wrote it we're not going to read this question but somebody wrote in if there's any design choices that people could take from louis which is a great tv show oh God, that would be so one good. launching a series as a sequel and never talking about the unreleased prequel would be phenomenal that's something louis would do Yes. Sorry, Jake. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about stupid things. I was thinking. I was thinking about the fact <laughs> oh, that if you added times. an apostrophe right before the the cause of just cause, it would become slang for just because, which is yeah. horrible. Yeah. But I'm sure people have talked about That's that. Been proposed. Okay. I don't know what the internet is. I haven't paid attention to this game. Yeah, you should get the demo of just cause too, because it gives. I mean, it's a pretty good. It's, I mean, if you like the island, if you game. like the island setting, I do like the island setting. An island man. Christian Deathlock. Thanks writes. for writing in, Jonathan. Thanks yeah, for finding thanks the podcast. That. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Glad to hear a Far Cry 2 fan speak up. Yeah, it's about time. Christian Deathlock writes, Hi there. While playing XCOM on Iron Man, I was reminded of the emotional attachment I had to certain characters in the endgame of Mass Effect 2, the so-called suicide mission. First of all, I think both games successfully try and make you care about your soldiers. Mass Effect via lengthy, predetermined cutscenes and dialogue, and XCOM via the importance of veteran soldiers and the random stories you experience with them. In both games, you don't want your soldiers to die. This creates tension in the suicide mission of Mass Effect 2 and every single mission in XCOM, while making the wrong choice, where making the wrong choice will permanently kill a character you absolutely do not want to die. I think it's interesting that the two games achieve this in such different ways, and in my opinion at least, both only work if you don't correct your mistakes. That is, don't replay Mass Effect 2's suicide mission and playing XCOM on Iron Man. Greetings, Christian. Yeah, yeah. a really good point. It's a really good observation. And actually, that was I was not <clears throat> on balance. I didn't like Mass Effect 2 as much as Mass Effect 1, and I didn't actually play Mass Effect 3, but... I thought the thing I liked most about Mass Effect 2 by far was all of the crew specific missions and all the things mm-hmm. they did to try and like build up that that like group of people. I thought that stuff was really strong yeah, for yeah. the most part. It's funny when we were originally when we were originally working on Walking Dead, we wanted way more of that stuff. Oh yeah. Like like super crew specific missions, sometimes you'd have to choose two out of three of them, that sort of thing it was felt way more like a game. Mm-hmm. Like much more like a game as opposed to sort of the like linear sort of keep moving forward just keep mm-hmm. playing the game that's right i forgot that we had like character specific side quests and yeah, stuff yeah 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 which when you complete first determines which of the next ones you can do maybe, yeah, the, maybe somebody dies and you can't play the one that they had yeah yeah that was stuff yeah we didn't do that no we made a different game i forgot about that i didn't play mass effect 2 <laughs> <laughs> well that just about does it here at idle thumbs Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. You guys sound like we're ending the podcast. And ADN, we're out. Visit us on the internet at idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. Or on Twitter at at idlethumbs. I check the Facebook page for the Idle Book Club obsessively. Oh, yeah? I check it three times a day. Is there anything on there? 92 likes. What can I find? Be the 93rd. What can I find on the Idle Book Club Facebook page? You can find a wonderful community of book readers... Who are going to read Telegraph Avenue for the upcoming episode 
Telegraph Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Telegraph Avenue, as featured in the Idol Book Club episode, Telegraph Avenue. By Michael Shaben. Yeah. No, that's by Idol Thumbs. Telegraph Avenue mm, is by Michael Shaben. By- Telegraph Avenue is by the Idol Book Club. Right. Understood. Sorry. Let's get this right. It's a long ending here. Those were, it's our plug segment. Plug Review in. us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Support our Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Video games. I got those Kickstarter underpants this week. Yeah, me too. All right, well, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> What? Have you worn them yet? What does that mean? Wearing them right now. Really? They're comfy. They're comfy.